is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. Presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. Presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Now live from the Merchants Auto Studio, here's Nick Anastas and Ryan Stores. Round three here on the Fantasy Champion Show. You're listening to ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in. ESPNNHradio.com. We're presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Their latest specials are right at your fingertips at BuyNorthEnd.com. I'm Nick Anastas. I'm with Ryan Stores. We're on Twitter at ESPNNH. We'll get to those questions in just a moment. We'll also break down the rest of the schedule, the ones, the fours, the Sunday night, the Monday night, and then the sleeper picks as well. But, as promised, Twitter questions. Go ahead, Stores, with... uh, Twitter question number one. I got one from at Scotty Ice. Wants to know um, when Doug Martin's going to come back, which is a very good question. And if and when he comes back, how relevant is he going to be as far as fantasy points uh, on a week-to-week basis? I think he becomes a guy probably right away. Mm-hmm. If they are healthy enough to trust him with a full load today, then you're going to know it pretty early on. I, I was sketchy on him at, at the beginning. Um, frankly, I thought he was a little overrated when he first came out, but he's grown on me. And uh, he's shown some toughness. He's shown his ability to go between the tackles and I think be pretty effective. We know he's a pass catcher. He's got a lot of speed and space. Um, if he's healthy, yeah, you know, if he's 100% and unaffected, um, we'll see. But, yeah, I think he gets the snaps to warrant a running back to start if, if he's activated today. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. I mean, I think uh, with the main question with him is his health. He's been hurt. Uh, quite a bit of his career, but when he's been out there, he's been very productive. Yeah. So I think if he's healthy, and you obviously read the reports, read up on it, uh, who knows when he's exactly coming back, but when he's in there, uh, I think he's going to be the guy, and they need one right now. Again, we're on Twitter, at ESPNNH. Here's another one from at Rappin4Forte. The, let's see, CJ Proceis, uh start-worthy. Well, Pete Carroll uh, praised him. Rookie out of Notre Dame, first of all, former receiver with good hands. Mm-hmm. Injured in the preseason, fell behind early. They signed C.J. Spiller for a minute to be that pass-catching back. And uh, and now C.J. Spiller is gone. C.J. Procise is the man. We saw him a little bit more Monday night against the Bills. And Pete Carroll said they're going to play, play him a lot this coming week at New England. Is he start-worthy? You still got C-Mike there who's going to get the goal-line carries and probably the uh, the grunt work between the tackles. Yeah, I don't think this is a situation where it hurts C-Mike owners. I think he's still going to, like you said, get those goal line carries, get the uh, uh, between-the-tackle carries. Uh, but this is definitely something to, to watch. I don't know if I'm starting him right away because we're just almost just starting to talk about C.J. Process. Yeah. We're halfway through the season, and all of a sudden his name's coming up here. Uh, but it does uh, it warrants know, an observation. Obviously, sure. when the head coach says he's going to play a lot, I uh, don't really know what that definition is, but uh, definitely in the pass-catching uh, aspect of it, like you mentioned, he's something, someone to monitor. I wouldn't be playing him right away. Uh, if you've got better options, go ahead and roll with that. But uh, definitely keep an eye on him. I think he's gonna he's a very good talent uh, and definitely can catch the ball out of the backfield. So keep an eye on him moving forward. He's going to be an option, I think, here moving forward. Yeah, he only had 15 yards against Buffalo. Uh, but ESPN is calling for 6.7 this week against New England. Uh, so we'll see, I guess, is the uh, the bottom line there. All right, let's pick up where we left off with breaking down the 1 o'clock schedule. And uh, and where were we? I think it was Houston and, uh, and Jacksonville, a good old-fashioned slug match in the AFC South. Stores, go ahead. Yeah, 
Um, well, we saw Jacksonville last Thursday night against Tennessee. Um, they actually had some players that did get some fantasy points because they were behind and had to. No, that was that was two weeks ago. Was that two weeks ago? Oh yeah, I keep on. Thinking. Jacksonville brought out Chris Ivory, who had a revival. That's what it was. Last I keep week. on forgetting because I'm not really high on Chris Ivory. I just keep on forgetting that he actually had a good game. Everyone last loves week. to hate Chris <laughs> Ivory, except for me. So yeah, so I'll speak about him. Uh, yeah, he came. Uh, he finally, the old Chris Chris Ivory that uh was getting those big yards in in New York and even in in uh, New Orleans when he played there. He he showed up last week and played pretty well. Uh, so that's that's a positive thing uh, for for Ivory owners that have been pretty frustrated all year with him. Uh, so I think that can conti- continue. This is a tough matchup on the defense side for them, um, but I think that they've seen him um, you know, start to do a little bit better. Obviously, Yeldon there, too. So it's still a situation where I'm trying to stay away from I think eventually how it plays out is Yeldon becomes the, the third down pass catching back. He is a better and, uh, and more of a complimentary piece to, yeah. to Ivory. They spent money on Ivory. I, th- I think now that he's fully healthy in the swing of things, um, that's going to stay put. Miller on the other side, same thing. Um, you know, he's he's not going to bury somebody by himself, but what he's going to do is bring you a high floor and be a nice complimentary back as a running back too, I think, on an ideal championship-level team. And uh, in terms of the matchup, I think it's, it's probably pretty good. Neither team really stands out in either category defensively. Uh, Blake Bortles, go ahead. <laughs> let, 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 let that be somebody else's problem in daily leagues. Um, same thing with Allen Robinson. I mean, you, you can keep playing him. He's getting targets, but he's just not producing. They're not finding him in the red zone. They're not finding him in the end zone. Will Fuller has been a darling as a rookie. He's probably a safe play wide receiver, two underneath. And uh, Julius Thomas is, is really hit or miss, and, and it goes back to the overall theme of of the shakiness, so to speak, of the tight end position league-wide. Yeah, uh, hopefully there's some better options there for tight ends, but there's not a lot of options for tight ends, so uh, if you have to start him, don't feel bad about it because there's, yeah. there's a chance he's that he's still an athlete. So, yeah, he's, he's still an athlete. He's still a chance that he can get in the end zone. Uh, definitely a good target for, for Bortles, but overall not a ton of fantasy uh, uh, hype here going into this matchup here. So a good defense on one side, and the Jaguars have kind of been struggling offensively on the other side. So. Yeah, Chicago at Tampa Bay, and uh, no line here I think that I can find. I think that's because we're still waiting on the inactive, uh, the actives and the inactive list to come out. But listen, Jordan Howard, uh, not only is he getting the rock, but he's producing. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's ripped off a lot of big runs, and uh, as a big body, you got to like him moving forward, at least as a running back too. Uh, Zach Miller has quietly been pretty good, again, at a volatile tight end position. Mike Ed- Mike Evans, keep an eye. He took a bell-rung hit last mm, week, uh, concussion hit. protocol, but he's cleared, and obviously he is a beast. So go ahead with that. Jeffrey, I know the touchdowns are down, but the targets aren't, and the yards aren't really either. And, again, he's, he's back with Cutler. He's big on the outside. Uh, at some point, he's going to blow and win you a week, I think, by himself. And uh, and Tampa, as we know, given a 500-plus against the Raiders a couple weeks ago through the air, they're as juicy of a matchup, I think, as you can get. Yeah, absolutely. I think you mentioned the names there. Obviously, the running back situation in Tampa Bay is, is very murky. Another injury um, with uh, Anton Smith going on IR. Yeah, uh, and so we I, talked a little bit about the hamster. What about Jameis, who's battling an injury as well? Yeah, I mean, he banged up his knee. It looked like um, I think he's going to – he's got a good matchup. So if he can go, you can start him because Chicago's yeah. – uh, uh, definitely got some uh, some vulnerable spots there. Uh, their defense quietly pretty good. They're pretty good, but at I least think, in the top half. Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll keep him in the game. But I think Winston, with his you know gunslinging ability, I think he can get it out yeah. there. He's obviously got Mike Evans, who's been a target monster and got two touchdowns last week. Um, I think the interesting situation there is uh, until Doug Martin comes back, I think it sounds like the only running back left right now is Peyton Barber, the rookie, yeah. uh, who is a good size back and he got a lot of carries that Thursday night game against Atlanta. So. 
keep an eye on him if you if you're desperate for a running back uh, need somebody. Yeah, he's he's going to get touches. Period. He's going to get and the he's touches. He's probably on so, the wire. So yeah. go ahead and sign him. Yeah. So that's the that's the storyline there in the running back situation. Miami San Diego on the West Coast Chargers home favorites three and a half. The over under is forty nine. <clears throat> Uh, well, the, let's start with the Chargers because I think the party does continue. They've been very good at home, They've been very good period through the air this year. I like Rivers as a quarterback one. Uh, the receivers, though, have been sketchy because I think he's been spreading it out maybe a little too evenly. You know what I mean? Gates had another big week, uh, but he's had tough, tough games this season. He's getting a lot of targets in the red zone, which is which is a plus. Um, but really the real story quietly has been Melvin Gordon who is now the top-ranked running back in my ESPN league. Mm. He's led the league in red zone rushing attempts, attempts inside the 10 and inside the 5 this season. He's been a pay-dirt machine. He's healthy. I think he's probably added about five pounds of muscle yeah. right, based on what we look. He just looks bigger. Yeah, he looks like a different player from he, last year. He, he, you know, he's just he's comfortable, and he's doing things in the past game for them as well. So. Uh, shout out to Melvin Gordon, proving a lot of a lot of the haters wrong, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Jay Ajayi, formidable as well. Good running matchup here against the Chargers. Go ahead and start him there. Um, you know, Tannehill, forget it. <laughs> and uh, you know, Landry is is really the only safe play, I think, in that receiving core. Yeah, Landry's been a wide receiver that's kind of uh, underproduced this year. Actually, he has underproduced. He hasn't kind of underproduced. Uh, but I think this is but a ma- target monster. Target monster, and this is a yeah. good matchup for him. So if you've been yeah. frustrated with his situation, I think this is a good week for him to get back in the uh, stat line for fantasy owners. So go ahead and start him with confidence. I think he's going to do pretty well this week. I also look at the other wide receiver. Like you said, there's some inconsistencies there of who they go with, but I think Tyrell Williams has got a pretty good matchup and should be the guy that gets most of the targets in this matchup and should have a good fantasy game as well. Yeah, a lot of these guys have low floors, though, again, which is a risk-reward situation. That includes mm-hmm. Dontrell Inman in, uh, in and, and uh, well, let's slow down. Dontrell <laughs> Inman and Travis Benjamin, who may or may not go today. Yeah. All right. San Fran and Arizona as we continue the 4 o'clock schedule. Cardinals at home giving 13. Over-under is 48. <sighs> well, the Niners have just been bad. very bad, especially defensively. Um, most rushing yards allowed through eight games since 1978 in the NFL. Wow. Okay. That's how bad we're talking of a, of a run defense for uh, for San Francisco. So, you know. David Johnson is going to have a field day. Mm-hmm. I don't often give advice on the daily leagues, but I would pay whatever the price is yeah. for David Johnson today in that matchup. Uh, three touchdowns might even be on the table. Fitzgerald, is he uh, is he finally coming back? Or, or I guess he, he's been back or whatever. It seems like we haven't been talking about him yeah. really for a month, month and a half. Same thing with his counterpart on the outside uh, who's had a concussion issue and Michael Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we're talking about the Niners on the other side. Those might not be bad plays if they're in there. Palmer, I kind of like as a, as a low end quarterback one today as well. Any names on the Niners side, uh, still vague in terms of when Carlos Hay, uh, Hyde is coming back as far as I know. Um, they've had kind of a committee filling behind them that hasn't been very, very effective. Their receivers have been inconsistent. San Francisco has been a mess. Yeah, there's absolutely nobody I want to start on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I would maybe say Kaepernick uh, because he actually did okay fantasy-wise last week. Uh, obviously, he's going to be playing from behind. But against the Cardinals, who, who need a win, playing at home, 
I don't see them getting anything relevant there. Uh, and to go back to your, your daily league advice that we don't give out too often, but I think strategy moving forward is to start everybody that's playing the playing the 49ers because you're going to, you're, you're bound well, to get the price is going to be high on the all. The price is going to be high, but I mean, the points is going to be the, the but award. I would pay it for Johnson, for Johnson, sure. especially, uh, obviously there's some wide receivers, maybe like a JJ Nelson, who probably isn't very expensive. Who's been pretty productive the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, with Michael Floyd being down, uh, is someone you could look at as well, because really, I mean, anybody that lines up against the, the 49ers is, is bound to have a pretty decent fantasy game. Dallas and Pittsburgh Steelers giving two and a half. The over under, is about 50. Uh, listen, I don't see any signs really that the Steelers are going to be able to stop the run or slow down Dak in the play action. Uh, I don't see anyone on that team that can cover Dez one-on-one on the outside or in the red zone. So there's three names right there that, that I think are must-starts for the Cowboys. Witten, again, go ahead and, and roll the dice if you want. Yeah. I, I look for better options until I see this becoming more of a regular, regular thing. Than, uh, than just kind of a one-week flash in the pan. Beasley, Sleeper C last week, found the end zone. Still like him underneath. And on the Pittsburgh side, Sammy Coates, he's had two goose eggs. You know, that that's just too boomer bust for me to be comfortable with. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is back at home where he's been pretty good. Now he's got a game under his belt. We kind of knew he was going to struggle a little bit last week against Baltimore. The whole offense did as a result. Um, but I think they maybe get their bearings back. Again, you always like Bell and you always like Brown. Anything I'm missing here with the Steelers and Cowboys? No, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, we saw the, the Steelers game last week. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't look 100%. They think they trotted him out there because it was a big division game they needed. Uh, obviously, with... Um, yeah, and they ran their mouth early in the week that he was going to come back, and then yeah. they were kind of forced to throw him in there. Right, exactly. And it's obviously an unhealthy Roethlisberger is probably better than a healthy Landry Jones anyway, so they yeah. said not much to lose there. So No disrespect to Jones, but <laughs> a, an injured Roethlisberger has been in a lot of healthy quarterbacks. Yeah, that's very true. So uh, as far as fantasy goes here, though, I think the Cowboys keep on rolling, unfortunately. I don't like saying that, but uh, Steelers have, uh, have struggled in the, the middle of the season. They were they were pretty good to start the year, uh, but they were kind of uh, exposed – a few games, uh, and I think a lot of teams have been taking that blueprint and, and using it. So this is a good matchup for for uh, Zeke owners, uh, Dak owners, even Des Bryant owners, because the Steelers don't really stop the pass too well either. Uh, so a lot of green lights on that side, and uh, obviously you roll with Bell on the other side um, and Brown, uh, the, the studs. But other than that, I'm not really reaching for anybody else in the Steelers. Yeah, Cowboys Steelers can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire, part of our Sunday night football broadcast. All right, Seattle and New England. That game will be heard on the station as well tomorrow night, 7.45. Nope. Seattle. Tonight. Sunday night. Oh, that, oh, I was thinking that's the Monday night game. No, Monday night's the uh, Bengals. And oh, you're right. Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm completely sorry. That's right. New England is on tonight. Yes. They are giving seven at home, and the over-under is 49. I'll let you start that one. Well, it's the Super Bowl rematch. Uh, we all remember what happened. Um uh, in that in that matchup, obviously there were some points there. Uh, should be pretty interesting. I'd I like what I saw out of the Seahawks coming out of that that Monday night game against the Bills. Um, and, and obviously Russell Wilson had he his best fantasy game, of course, one week after I trade him away. Yep. Uh, but who expect that? Obviously, that's going to happen no matter what you do. Uh, but a tough matchup here for him. I think he continues. He did play tough a Bills D uh, and and managed to get some points. So he's still not 100% either. So it's just like Roethlisberger. He's not performing at his top caliber um ability uh but i think there's uh some um some room for some happiness there because he is playing better um you like the wide receiver situation with uh with doug baldwin who got got involved yeah. and it's pretty interesting to see how uh the c mike and, and cj uh, Procise 
situation Split works those. out. But listen, they're they're not the same dominant offensive line no. that Marshawn Lynch ran behind. No, they're not, not even close. Yeah. They are a patchwork group of rookies, first year starters, and backups. That's what that's part of the problem that we've seen with Russell Wilson and the protection and the fact that they haven't been able to run the game very well for the last two, three games. Mm-hmm. So they need to figure out what's going on up front and get better quickly before I think Michael is 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 trustworthy again. I still want to see more out of pro size like right. we talked about. And just in general to see if that offense can get back on track behind like what like what I said, a, a patchwork, real patchwork offensive line. But Garrett Blunt on the other side has been great for New England. Those weapons I think are probably trustworthy. Uh, Deion Lewis, if he's uh, inactive, obviously James White, I think he's a wide receiver too. If he is active, I think it's wait and see. Yeah. And um, at least give it a week to see how it pans out. I can't imagine that they just remove White completely from the picture. I don't see that happening at all. Uh, was, um, but a- because he's been more than, than pretty good. He's been very good yeah. in the absence of Lewis. So uh, that's a very interesting dynamic. Both those players obviously should be owned. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was a tough injury that uh, Lewis had last year. So uh, I think when he's ready, they, they might not uh, give him a full workload right away anyway. So definitely not a fantasy option off the, off the bat. But, yeah. but White is. Uh, but one one uh, another fantasy darling that uh, uh, we remember watching quite a bit in the past years in, in New Orleans and has been playing well, obviously had a good week on Monday, uh, good game on Monday night, was uh, Jimmy Graham. It's good to see another tight yeah. end that's relevant because uh, yeah. there's not too many to pick from. But he had a great game, a couple of one-handed catches. So I think that could continue in a pretty decent matchup. They probably should be able to get him open the end zone against the Patriots. Yeah, he's gonna, they're going to need him. All right, Cincy and the Giants. That is the Monday night game, and that will be heard on ESPN New Hampshire tomorrow night. Uh, G-Men, off a win, are home favorites. Two and a half the number with the over, over-under at 47. Uh, well, you were at the game. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about this giant offense. They were rolling, unfortunately, against your Eagles last Sunday. Yeah, they got Odell involved early, uh, and a really easy offense is just you know two steps forward, slant, go over the middle, and the uh, Eagles for some reason couldn't defend it. So uh, they did not run the ball at all. Uh, so I think there's really not any running options there, fantasy wise. But you liked what uh, it was good to see. Shepard. I don't even think they're trying to run it. No, really I don't anymore. think they are. Right. Uh, it was good to see. Um, Sterling Shepard back in the end zone. I know fantasy owners uh, have been high on him all, all year. He had a good start to the season, kind of quieted it out, uh, and then got back in the end zone against the Eagles. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Odell is going to do what he does. Uh, and even Eli Manning, four touchdowns last week. He did have a couple picks as well, which obviously hurts your stat line a little bit as far as fantasy, but he's an option. Uh, I do like the Bengals' defense. They're, they're, they're pretty decent, but they're definitely uh, have the ability to give up some points as well. So a lot of green lights as far as the – quarterback and the, and the wide receiver situation for New York um, because they, they'll, they'll have uh, some options to get to get some touchdowns there uh, on the Bengals side um, you know obviously AJ Green um, yeah but I let's talk about the backs because we we touched this we seemingly every week except last week and they had the bye Hill and Bernard um, I think you probably are all right with both because you never know when one or the other is going to blow right you know we've seen guys blow you, you can't have those guys on the bench um, and expect to win. You got to have a little bit of a risk penciled in. So, so I like both. Probably if I had to pick one, I still like Bernard. I think he's more flexible, so yeah. to speak, yeah. involved more in the pass game than Hill. Although Hill, the bigger back, on paper you'd think you get those goal line carries, but they're comfortable enough, I think, with Geo inside the five as well. And uh, Andy Dalton, I think, is probably uh, borderline quarterback one. Maybe start worthy this week against, and at times, vulnerable Giants secondary. 
All right, my favorite segment. Time for the sleepers. Sleeper A, B, and C. Sleeper A and B from Ryan. Go ahead. Yeah, I feel like I'm not 100% prepared on the on the sleepers this week. I usually have this written down and ready to go, but I'm going to go ahead and do what Nick Anassis does each week and kind of just pick one at the last minute. I got, <laughs> I got two to I pick I picked from. a lot of winners. Though, you have, so I think it's going to work out well for me. I'm going in one game, actually, one from each team. I'm going in the Chicago-Tampa Bay game. I'm going to pick the wide receiver for Chicago first. I'm going to pick uh, Cameron Meredith. Wow. Uh, it's been a quiet um, yeah. stash this year, and he's been playing pretty well, I think. Um, pretty good matchup for him. I think the, they're going to put their best corner on Jeffrey, and I think that's going to open up a lot for Meredith. He's going to have some opportunities there and a very weak secondary for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to give up a lot of touchdowns uh, to the passing game. So give me Meredith as a, as a kind of a deep sleeper, but if you uh, need some wide receiver help, he's going to be sleeper A this week. And the sleeper B, just because there's really nobody else there and he's got to get the volume, is, is, is Peyton Barber, the running back for the, the yeah. Buccaneers. Obviously, it doesn't sound like Doug Martin's ready to go yet, so until further notice, I think it's just Peyton Barber and that's it. So he's playing sleeper B, B for Barber. Uh, go. Go, ahead and, go ahead and start him. All right, I'll give you sleeper C, and I'm not really high about it, but I like kind of Dewan Harris. We talked about the Niners and their problems, but if Hyde doesn't go, somebody's going to touch it for him. Yeah. And he's a former receiver, all right, so he can catch out of the backfield. Athlete. Um, right. And off a of monster week nine in the loss against New Orleans, in which he had uh, scored through the air and touched it ten times on carries as well. I think there's volume there at least for a baby floor, we'll call it, with room to grow. <laughs> All right, this has been the Fantasy Champion Show. We want to thank our sponsors, North End, Subaru, and Mazda. Their website is buynorthend.com. They have weekend specials, monthly specials, holiday specials, and low rates in general. So check it out, buynorthend.com. For Ryan Storrs, I'm Nick Anastas saying so long. Sunday sit-down with Jared Scaley is coming up next. After that, an NFL doubleheader. After that, Sunday Night Football here on ESPN New Hampshire. This has been the Fantasy Champion Show presented by North End, Subaru, and Mazda here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in at ESPNNHradio.com.